0: Kira Hoffner is uh, joining a group of people to do a, um, they're going to be doing a rally. They're going to be rallying at Legislative Hall, and uh, that is in support, in support of passing the marijuana bill. Uh, you know, cannabis, uh, whatever the proper word is, you, we can all come up with a various different words, okay? But Kira Hoffner really is asking everyone to get involved, get in touch with her, uh, and you can you can easily find her if you don't know her number or if you don't have the information. You are more than welcome to check her out on her Facebook page where you would be able to reach her Uh, And then she could give you more information about that. So uh, as we move forward, it was just so important that I let you know they are supporting the passing of the cannabis bill at Legislative Hall. Uh, I believe that is June 2nd. Uh, Do not quote me on that. I need to find that information. I did not write it down. Uh, but I thought it was worthy <laughs> of mentioning to you. So get with Kira Hoffner on her Facebook page and there you will be able to find more information if you're interested in supporting the cannabis bill. Uh, I certainly don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, but that's my personal views, those are not necessarily the views of WHGE or its staff. These are the views, opinions, thoughts, and intellectual property, the proprietary property of Rochelle Wilson, myself. I own my thoughts and my words, my deeds, and my actions. And so uh, that's very important to let you know as well. So uh... we have all been reading about uh... you know what's going on i want you to know that urban intellectuals is ready and on fire for their black math geniuses parents please register your black genius uh... to save your child a spot you must register by june second and again that is with urban intellectuals they are about to start their tutoring Uh, in math excellence for our beautiful brown children, and that that may include quite a few of our babies, so don't underestimate your child's ability to be a brown, quote-unquote, black genius. Enroll them and find out. If your child can do that, if they are a math genius. Um, Also, it's very important. I've been watching, and perhaps you have as well, with the Spriggs spelling bee. Uh, The Spriggs spelling bee has just been phenomenal. There are words that I had to look up, uh, and I will be using them in my vocabulary moving forward. One of them uh, is incredulous. You know, incredulity. And I love that word. I love the meaning of that word and the opportunity that I get to use it. I most certainly will. But the Spriggs Spelling Bee opened in 1925 in America for children to gather together and be the best speller. Who knows? Who has the greatest command of the English language by knowing words? Now, someone like me who studies the law, obviously words matter. And if you're a Bible reader, uh, for any particular reason, no matter what your religion is, if you read the Bible, the Bible will confirm the words that we speak out of our mouth have power and impact. And so carry that over into our lawful, into the law, and there we will find the importance of words and so I am a word connoisseur. You can't just walk up to me and say anything and I, and I don't hear you because I'm listening to what you are saying. Now, I can read through the lines and I'm more than willing uh, to decipher. I have a spirit of discernment, so that's not a problem. I'll know what you're trying to say. Uh, but in a lawful situation, do not think that you can say anything to me and I'm not listening to you attentively, because I am, I listen to words. So the Spriggs Spelling Bee, of course, was of interest to me, and perhaps this portion is interesting to you. Uh, As I stated, they opened to American children in 1925, but it wasn't until 1936, 1936, that they opened the doors and allowed brown people to apply to enter uh, into this spelling bee contest. And it was in that year, 1936, that beautiful little Magnolia Cox, 13-year-old Magnolia Cox, entered in 1936 and became the first brown female or brown person to win the spelling bee, the sprig spelling bee. So I say bravo. Magnolia Cox. She was only 13 and she's a pioneer. She represented for brown people. She won on the very same year that she entered, that black people, brown people were allowed to enter into the spelling bee. Uh, And so bravo Magnolia Cox. She was 13 years old at the time and uh, we just love you and appreciate you. Now let's get to this other stuff that I think is kind of important. This is what I was uh, d- d- explaining earlier or trying to get to earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had another massacre, another shooting rampage, again, at a school. And, um, you know, I'm feeling how I feel about that. I'm not really sure how you feel about it. Uh, if you're a parent or a guardian and you have a loved one someone that you care about, that is still of school age, then this, this should matter to you. It matters. It matters if our young children are walking into schools and shooting and killing people on a rampage. So what I brought with me today, other than simply my thoughts and my opinion, is I've actually brought you some data. I uh, took the liberty To do some research and just just find out some information about school shootings so we know that the uh, school shooting was in Texas where 19 children and two adults uh, have been lost they're gone but they are never forgotten Uh, and there was a grandmother who was injured prior to this boy this person showing up at his school so but I'm not gonna get into all of that because that it doesn't take rocket science. It's sort of common sense to realize something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with a person who will shoot their grandmother in a fit of anger and rage and then go to the school and shoot their classmates. Something's wrong with that, America. Something is wrong with that. So I took the liberty to do just a little bit of research. Here's what I've come up with, uh, and perhaps you'll find it as astonishing as I did. Uh, thus to date, there have been 27 school shootings in America, thus to date. Uh, this year alone in 2022, 34 shootings in 2021, 10 shootings in 2010, 24 shootings at a school in 2019, and 24 shootings at a school in 2018. Still to date, 1999 holds the largest, worst massacre in America school shootings at the Columbine High School in Colorado. Texas having the largest number of fatalities Texas having the largest number of fatalities for school shootings each day 12 children in America die from gun violence 12 children every day in America die as a direct result of gun violence guns are the leading cause Thus, to date, twenty twenty-two guns are the leading cause of teen deaths in America. The leading cause of teen death in America. Forty, I mean, excuse me, four point six million American children live in a house where a gun is present. million children live in a home, a house, where there is a gun present in the home. 68% of the guns involved in these mass shootings or in teen gun violence, they were obtained from the home that they live in. 68%. And finally, in closing, it's important to tell you that 93 percent, 93 percent of gun shootings in America by teenagers, by our youth, are pre-planned. They thought about it. They meditated. They may have talked about it with their buddies, their closest friends. Maybe they tweeted. Maybe they put it on Facebook or Twitch. Or YouTube. I, I can't tell you the answer to that. But 93% of youth teen gun violence in America is pre-planned. Pre-planned. Something's wrong America, but here are some solutions of what we can do to be a part of the solution to actually be an impactful part of the solution to gun violence with our young people in America. And this is across the board of all nationalities. Know the signs. Pay attention to your teen's behavior. Has anything changed recently? Have there been any emotional stressors? Pay attention to your teenage, to your teen's behavior. The teens in your life, the young people in your life, are you paying attention to them? Do you know if their moods have swung more radically than normal? Because obviously when when you're a teenager, you and I know as adults, you and I know that our emotions and our estrogen and testosterone and chemical imbalances are all over the place as teenagers. But there's something extra when there's been a stressor. Have there been any stressors in your teen's life? Have you identified it? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Number two, empathize with your youth's emotions, your teenage person's emotions. Even if they can't find the words to communicate with you, Even if they're having difficulty trying to tell you what's going on, sit yourself down. Shut your mouth and listen. Listen. Hear them out. Hear what they have to say. Use your spirit of discernment. Decipher through the teenage language. Get your dictionary. I don't know what you have to do. Write the word down and later ask them what did that word or phrase mean. Whatever you have to do. Empathize. Care, care about that teen's emotional content. Remember when you were a teenager and you wanted someone to hear you? You just needed someone to hear you, to understand, and for God's sakes, to care about what you were going through. So, yeah, it's it, to us, it's teenage stuff. It's kitty stuff. And we could be least interested because we're paying the bills and driving to work and meeting and Zoom and this, and we got to be here and go there and meet this person. So all of these things that we're doing every day, unfortunately, can close us off to the empathy of our teens. You got to pay attention. And when you do recognize that something is off balance, their emotional content, their behavior is changing. It means that's when you got to empathize. Pull that baby. And I say baby because I'm a penny short of 60. I'm allowed to now call them babies. If you're under 25 years old, you're a baby. So, honey, pull them babies to the side. Take them out to lunch or to a a lake or a park or a river, Brandywine River. Take them somewhere. Get quiet or do a whole little thing in your room, uh, in your house or your apartment and, and ask them to help you. You don't really need their help, but that's okay. Ask them to help you and join in and then begin to engage them. Ask the right questions and you'll get an answer. And you know what? Because teens are so technologically savvy today, they are so tech savvy. The age of Aquarius, information technology, that's our young people. Hey, if you can't sit down face to face, maybe you're having trouble finding the right language, the right words to express your your emotions. Baby, send them a text message. Shoot them an email. They might respond faster than trying to do it face to face. They might. Shoot your teenager in your life, the one you love, shoot them a text message. Hey, how you doing today? How you feel? There's a good question. Because it's not an open-ended answer. How are you today? I'm good. End of conversation. You just closed the door. But when you ask someone, and this is for adults as well, but particularly our teens, baby, how you feel today? Have time to stand there, sit there, and listen to their answer. Listen. Hear what they have to say. Baby, how do you feel today? Not how you doing, what's going on? And and I don't know all the teenage language. I, I don't even know how to how to I, I've been so far removed from my young people in my life as a high school a substitute teacher. I, I don't, I'm not up with the newest and coolest teen language. But whatever the translation is, that means how are you feeling today? Ask them that question and wait empathetically for the answer. You, you might just you might find that you're absolutely, absolutely amazed. Three, create a space that includes the young person in your life. Every Tuesday at seven o'clock. We're gonna get together and go and go get lactose-free ice cream. Because brown folks, we don't do so good with all that lactose, that milk, all that dairy. It's not really good for any of the human bodies, but I've realized that some human bodies are calcium deficient. So they need it more than other human bodies. But for brown folks, we don't do a whole bunch of dairy. It's it's just it bills mucus, it's bad for the body. So la- lactose free, non-dairy ice cream or non-dairy slice of pizza and a water ice. Find a time, if you like to play the piano or play basketball or uh, draw or art or make music or sing or rap, whatever it is, make that connection with that young person. That includes them in your life for that one or two hours every day or every week. That child knows that every Tuesday uh, at 7 o'clock, we're going to get together and do something fabulous. I'm included in this adult's life. Do that, ladies and gentlemen, with the teen youth in your life that you love and watch the crime rate of gun violence go down. Watch it go down because now you're being a part of the solution not a part of the problem. By excluding them, by not paying attention to their uh, imbalance of emotions, their what's going on with their behaviors, By not having the empathy to listen to them the way you wanted someone to listen to you when you were 14, 13, 12, 15, 18. That's that's a part of the problem. But when you actually incorporate these three, just three, and there's so many more, but at least these three start today. Pay attention have empathy for whatever they're going through, even if it's kitty stuff to us. It's important to them. It means something to them. I just broke up with my boyfriend. My girlfriend left me for another girl. <laughs> whatever the scenario is, whatever it is that is causing their behavior to be imbalanced, maybe it's the food they're eating. French fries and ketchup and, uh, you know chicken nuggets from the corner store instead of a good healthy meal that gives them all the vitamins and nutrients and zinc and I, you know, iodine and all of the things that their body needs in order to think clearly, to be able to process information and rationalize it clearly. Give them a good meal, some veggies, give them some veggies Cook the chicken in, in on the stove. Can you cook? McDonald's is okay once a week as a little treat or something. And if it's an emergency situation, hell, I've eaten fries and chicken fingers from the corner store because I had to. I was rushing and that's all I could do. But I don't make it a habit. And you shouldn't either. Especially for our young people. They're still developing. Until the age of 25, they're not. They are not adults. Their brains are still developing. So feed them healthy and nutritious meals, fruit, vegetables. Show them that they're included in your life, that they matter to you. And they don't have to be your birth bloodline, the teenager in your life. There are teenagers in my world that are just simply in my neighborhood. And I care tremendously for them. Never walk by them and not speak. When they see me, they speak first because they know Miss Rochelle. I've developed that rapport, that relationship with them. Take them to the Wawa and buy them smoothies. Take them to the parks and various different things that I'm doing. Hey guys, come on, jump in the back. And use it as a teachable moment to make sure they understand good body health. Cause I tell you, 14 and 15-year-old boys, they play basketball and chase girls. They gotta take those extra showers. They got to they've just got to take a shower and use some deodorant care. I don't care whether you use a natural deodorant, uh, you know, <laughs> or if you use something you bought from the store, put something in those cracks and crevices so you don't stank. Because stink is not cool. That goes double extra for our, us girls. Because we got more cracks and crevices that can stink if sweat gets in those cracks and crevices. So wash it. Put some, spray some deodorant, do something. Keep it clean and fresh. And I use these moments with these boys. Because it's about five or six of them. And I catch them. Hey, come on, get in. I'm going over to the, y'all can help me with my groceries or, you know, I'll call them in the backyard. Help me clean up this, this dog stuff and I'll pay you, I'll give you $5 each, $10, whatever I can afford. I use it as teachable moments to build a relationship. And honey, do not think for one second that you're more busy than I am. I'm busy. I'm a busy little bumblebee, I'm I'm all over the place. But I make the time, because it's an investment in the future. Investing time and love into young people is an investment in your future. So take the time, include them, show them you care, and pay attention. And maybe, just maybe, by the grace of something greater than ourselves, we won't lose as many of our young people to gun violence. Maybe, just maybe, we'll stop burying our teenage children. Maybe, just maybe, And I love you. I love you, Trippy Congo. Adore you and respect you. But maybe we'll cut down on some of the funeral business with our babies if we apply these three simple attributes, these simple equations, principles, just apply them. And let's see what happens. What have we got to lose other than another child? The most precious commodity that America has to offer is our children. And that's across the board of every nationality. Our babies. See, I hold old white folks accountable for being racist. And I'm not excluding the possibility of those like Peyton Gendron. Because we've got those out there too who believe in the replacement theory. I know they exist. But I don't hold my babies accountable for racism and and the white supremacy thinking. I don't hold my babies accountable. I hold you grown folks accountable for those shenanigans and that debauchery. But my little white babies, my little white children, Yes, I'll hug them and pull them close. I'll talk to them and tell them you my baby. Now you reach 25 or so and you want to be, you know, like Peyton Gendron and and run into supermarkets and just start killing black folks. Yeah, I got a problem with you. I got a problem with you. Miss Rochelle has a problem with you. I do. I really do. But up until that point, I will show them that I love them. So even if they turn out to become patent Gendrins of the future, they'll always have that little something, that bubble on their head, in the back of their mind that remembers when this black woman, this brown-hued woman, hugged them, loved up on them, told them that they were important to her. Before they pull the trigger, They'll think about Miss Rochelle and my hugs and my smile and my love because I love them. (laughs) I love them. All of them. But you old racist, white, antiquated people who believe in replacement theory. I'll meet you on the block. That's all I can tell you. I'll meet you on the block. On the corner, I'll meet you. And I'll have my posse with me. And we can talk about it then and work it out. We'll work it out on the block. However, moving right along. um, It was important that I share with you. uh, First, let me give the call letter, call out. Got to let you know you are listening to Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise. The movement for equality and justice. It is an ambitious goal. One that I may never see in my lifetime, but I will shoot for it anyway. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the moon. The highest levels. And even if I miss it. At least I got almost there, and somebody, I'll pass the baton, and they'll reach all the way. But I'm shooting for the moon. It's an ambitious goal. It's an ambitious goal to think that we can truly have justice, fair and equal justice under the law for all people in these United States. Is it possible? Ha! I'll have more for you on that starting uh, June 1st, Wednesdays at 3, from 3 to 4 at the Political Power Hour. And that's where I'm going to go all the way in and answer some of those questions, even for myself. Perhaps Make Some Intelligent Noise justice movement is unrealistic in as much as ever actually reaching that goal. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make some intelligent noise about it. I'm gonna talk about it till I run it in the ground, till somebody hears me. I'm gonna do it as long as God, the divine God, the creator of the sun and the moon and the stars and the planet earth that holds us up on our axis This little teeny thing, I'm going to talk about it as long as that God gives me permission to talk about it. I'm going to lift my voice. And here at WHGE, thank you for allowing me the platform to lift my voice and share my intellectual properties, my thoughts, my viewpoints with you. Thank you. You never know. If you listen to me long enough, if you stay with me, you may come to think, huh, by George, she's got something important to say. I like her intelligence. You just may find yourself saying those words. So stay tuned for Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise on all the venues. I am on every platform of social media. I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I just, I'm podcasting. I am everywhere that you need to be. And I'm here at WHGE every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. I had invitations to be out for this holiday, as they call it, holiday weekend. I could have gone places, been places with people, but I'm here with you because I made the commitment to be here with you. I made the commitment to something greater than myself, to share with you my knowledge, my insight, my wisdom, my discernment my spiritual discernment with you and i hope that you can agree with me on at least 90 percent of everything i say because i won't lie to you i'm gonna be transparent and i'm gonna tell you the truth my truth as i see it if you have a different truth and you want to correct me or qualify hey give me a call any saturday and any wednesday When I'm here, you hear me on the air, give me a call. I'll do my best to answer the phone lines at 844-944-3953, 844-944-3953. I'm not taking calls today, but I'm working on my guest lists for the political power hour, and I will be taking calls Wednesdays from three until four. And of course, Saturdays as well, if I have a guest here, but I'm, I'm holding I'm gathering my energy and I'm doing my due diligence in my study and research to have my mind right for Wednesdays at 3 PM. So moving right along from there, tomorrow, tomorrow is Sunday. And uh, let's see here. If I'm not mistaken, the food drive, the food pantry, will be doing a, uh, we're going to do a little outside thing. I'm certainly going to be there. Let me see. Oh, and please remember the Eastside Pride recovery meetings every Tuesday At 7 o'clock at Central Baptist Church. Central Baptist Church right here, 9th and Pine Street, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. If you or someone you love has an addiction, even if you think you got it all under control, baby, like you're controlling it and it's not controlling you, take a look at the signs. Face yourself in the mirror. Take a look at the person in the mirror that's staring back at you. Or the someone that you love. Maybe you're a codependent. Someone has an addiction. It can be alcohol. It could be drugs. Opioids. It could be all sorts of addictions. People, there are as many addictions in this world as there are people. But if you identify that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of living and and hiding and dealing with the addiction, let us help you join in Tuesday, 7 o'clock, right here, 9th and Pine Street at the Central Baptist Church. All are welcome every nationality, every flavor of human being that exists in the world today. Come on out. You will be heard. You will be welcomed. Come on out. Also, there is a Friends of Mount Zion, a reminder and invitation to the general public. The 22nd annual Memorial Day ceremony, Monday, May 30th, starts at 11 o'clock a.m. 11 o'clock a.m. on Lancaster Avenue. It's Mount Zion Cemetery honoring the military and civilian heroes and heroines buried at this historic black cemetery. We are honoring our black vets, brown-hued people, male and female. And we invite all of you to come out and pay homage, respect. Just show some love and respect on Monday, May 30th, from 11 until 12. It's only one hour for all of the sacrifices that our military men and women, especially the brown ones, all that they have been through and went through and worked for, so you can keep your civil liberties away from tyranny of other countries. Let's honor them for that. Memorial weekend, as, as we say it in the short, it's vet weekend. It's a time to honor our military personnel those who are serving currently and those who have served previously. I don't know a lot of military personnel, not a lot of them, but for those that put on those uniforms and go and fight battles in other countries to protect these American lands, even with all of our injustices here, these are still our American lands, and we're going to deal with it internally. We don't need another nation coming into this nation with a whole bunch of tyranny. We've got enough of that going on uh, amongst ourselves. So we, 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 we got to honor the men and women who fight for us, especially our brown men and women. One hour. Can you can you sacrifice one hour for the life that they sacrificed for you? Can you do that, ladies and gentlemen? One hour. One hour. Memorial Day, May 30th, 11 o'clock a.m. At the Mount Zion Cemetery. Right here in Wilmington. It's on Lancaster Avenue. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. And of course, if you are an individual that needs or believes that you need uh, to be involved in the COVID inoculation, if that's something that you're interested in, you want to do that, uh, you can always reach out to any of your medical providers, reach out to clergy at the churches, uh, reach out to your local drugstore. Or if you're able, physically capable to go online and do a Google research, you will find all sorts of places that are supporting the COVID vaccine. So if that is something you wanna do, get vaxxed, please call or text or email, Google search your local uh, medical providers, your hospitals, your drugstores, any of these places, and of course your churches, community centers, they can offer you information that will help you to get vaxxed. That's as a mandatory message from WHGE. And I'm trying to tell you and share with you a particular event that is taking place tomorrow on the west side And I'm looking for the notes. I do not see them. I do not see them. But we are doing something very special and I will be there tomorrow uh, on the west side with the food pantry, Uh, the folks that come here, they leave food uh, for us, for for our community. Uh, We're gonna be out there with them tomorrow and that starts at three o'clock on Sunday on the west side. Uh, I apologize. I do not have that flyer in front of me. I'm not sure what happened to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I simply I simply apologize. But uh, one flyer that is in front of me is the Memorial Day Children's Block Party. This is for our babies. Uh, right here in front of the station. Here on Monday, May 30th, which is Memorial Day, at 1 o'clock p.m., Monday at 1 p.m., right here at the radio station, Ninth uh, and Pine, we're going to do a little block party for our children to try to make life a little better for them, to include them in our life and show them that we Love them because we'll spend time with them doing great and fun things with them. So it's my understanding we're going to have a moon bounce, a slide, face painting, African drumming. There will be some jazz, some free hot dogs and popcorns, cotton candy, snow, uh, snowballs, and uh, just a little dollar there for the uh, grown folks. Uh, And all of the benefits go to Eastside Pride. Community chess. So please come out and help us support that. Uh, Please come out and meet me. I will certainly be here Monday at one o'clock and I will be joining you in the festivities with our babies. So, you know, wear something comfortable, some shorts or a pair of jeans. I don't know if it's going to rain or snow or hail uh, with this weather that we've got going on. You know, all I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, please, you know, come on out. Monday, right here at 9th and Pine at uh, 1 o'clock p.m. to celebrate our children. And just uh, winding back a moment about all of this crazy, what appears to be crazy, crazy weather. I I would be remiss if I left this station today and did not once again blow your minds off. I'm going to blow your head off. I'm telling you. We've got to save planet Mother Earth. We all need her. And if you are truly someone who loves your children or grandchildren, if you want something for your posterity, ease up on the air conditioners. Ease up on the water. Be mindful. Don't throw garbage in the water or even on the streets. You're polluting Mother Earth. Pick up your trash. Put it in the proper uh, location so it can be burned. So it can be burned or dealt with properly without destroying the ozone layer. If you're wondering why we're having all of this weird, wacky weather, it is Mother Nature's, it is Mother Earth's reaction, her response to our actions here on Earth. So turn the air conditioners down. I know it's hot, I know it's humid, it's sticky, but please just, just, just drop it down a notch, just a little notch. Might, might save, you know, a year. Might, might save a year for Mother Earth to continue to live and thrive. Just turn the air conditioners down. Please don't pollute our streets with trash. And please don't pollute our waters with trash. Throwing nasty garbagey stuff in the water. Do you realize your body is two-thirds water? You need water to live more than you need food. What happens if you pollute all the water? There's no clean drinking water, no clean bathing water, because you polluted it all. You threw trash and nasty other nasty stuff in the water. Stop, please stop, save, please, please save mother earth. Because I don't know about you, but me, Rochelle Wilson, I love my grandchildren. I love my grandchildren, my babies. And I really would love to see my grandchildren grow up, have thriving lives and and have babies and, and, and live. With clean, fresh drinking and bathing water. With fruits and vegetables and nutritious foods. And beautiful trees that they can walk under for shade. I want them to live. And if you want your grandchildren to live, save the Mother Earth. This planet, she is begging us to stop killing her. So on behalf of Mother Earth, I am begging you, please, please, please save the planet. Stop throwing garbage and nasty stuff in our water whether it's a river, a lake, or the ocean. Even down the toilet, throwing nasty stuff down the toilet is, is, is just not healthy. And there's some things I can't say on the radio, but, but I hope you can use your imagination and know that some things are supposed to go into trash so they can be disposed of properly in the trash cans and the waste disposals. They should not be flushed down the toilet. It's nasty and it pollutes the water. Ladies and gentlemen, use your imagination and, and the spirit of discernment to understand what I'm saying to you. Stop polluting our water. That's if you want to drink of water later, if you want to take a clean shower, or more importantly, your posterity. Save it for them. Save it for them. Mother Earth. She's given us everything that we need to live and survive. Everything. And many of us by now, if we've ever picked up one book in our whole lives or ever did a Google research in any kind of shape or form, any kind of study, we know that Africa, Mother Africa, is the cradle of civilization. All of us came from Africa. And I don't have time to go down the lineage and tell you why some things are certain ways and other things are, are, are remain the same. And I don't have time for that today. But most of you know it anyway. But one thing we can all agree on is Africa is truly the mother of civilization. We know that because Lucy. Why they named her Lucy instead of, you know, a beautiful African name, I don't know. But they named her Lucy. The oldest human remains found to man. They were found in Ethiopia. Ethiopia is located inside of Africa, in case you didn't know. So, as I move forward, I simply tell you that I am so thankful to be in your presence. I am so appreciative to be here at WHGE, to be offered the opportunity to share my wisdom and insights with you. And I'm gonna close with something that I saw. Recently, as I've already said a million thousand times, I won't be redundant. I love to watch Bishop T.D. Jakes, love to watch him, love to hear him, love his presentation. If I could ever grow up and become a great orator or speaker, it would be very similar to that of Bishop T.D. Jakes. I love the way he presents his information. He's funny, but he keeps it 100% authentic. I love that, I love that. He's my mentor and he doesn't even know it. But listening to him, and I'll say this quickly because I am closing, but I gotta share, Listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes and his presentation, he did one called um, Tomorrow Belongs to God. I found it on YouTube. Bishop T.D. Jakes, Tomorrow Belongs to God. And that title caught my attention. And when I listened to him, everything he said had me up jumping around in my bedroom. I was up in my bedroom jumping around listening to TD Jakes on YouTube. Tomorrow belongs to God, and one of the things that he said, and he went through all these great Bible verses and and all of that, which I cannot even begin to <laughs> regurgitate. But he went through all these Bible verses that gave credence to the word, "Worry not, worry not." For it will add not one hour to your life. Worry is the absence of faith. If you're going to worry, don't run around broadcasting that you have faith. Because you're a liar and a hypocrite. You do not have faith if you're a worry wart. It's all right to be concerned about something. Figuring something out until you can come up with a solution, a plan. That's fine. We all need that 48, 72 hours a week, if if that long, to figure out a solution uh, to a particular issue. That's fine. But worry not, for it will not add one hour to your life, nor will it bring any solutions to the issues at hand he went on to talk about how this this Bible has all of these confirming passages that talk about that. That if, uh, and I can't quote it exactly, something about a bird, I think it was a sparrow, or something about birds, they don't toil and they don't do any work. They just fly around all day when all their needs have been taken care of. They got all the worms they want to eat. They got a nice tree with a pretty little nest in it. Maybe they have another bird mate and they can all, you know, join together as a family, lay eggs. Something about this bird, this sparrow, that God loves and takes care of naturally. The bird doesn't tweet or twerp out to God, help me, I need your help, I'm in trouble and blah, blah, blah. No, the bird has no need to inform God of what's going on. It just flaps its wings or chills in the nest or whatever sparrows do. And it just it's just a bird in complete and absolute faith that it's going to find a worm today. Right? Us humans, allegedly, according to this Bible verse, God loves us more than he loves these birds, these sparrows. Or eagles or whatever the bird was. I'm almost positive it was a sparrow. So if God loves us, God by whatever name or religion you you choose to, you know, how you want to work that part out. But this divine, supreme, omnipotent energy, spirit energy, absolutely adores these sparrows, but loves us even more. We do not need to inform God when we go into our place of prayer or whatever we're doing. We don't have to tell God what's going on. Oh, God, I've got a bill and uh, the rent is due and, uh, you know, my husband didn't come home last night. We don't have to inform God of that. God already knows all of that. What God is sitting there waiting for, and that's not in the literal sense of sitting and waiting but the proverbial sense of sitting and waiting for it is your invitation to invite him to be a part of what's going on. Okay, so your husband didn't come home last night. Ask God, invite God to be a part of that situation. God, my husband didn't come home last night. Can you help me? Can you help me? That is my my co-journal. That is the next journalist that is coming in. And so I need to get uh, to the door and open the door for him. So let me close by just saying this. Worry not. It does not solve the problem. And it adds nothing, nothing good to your life. Nothing good to your life. God loves you more than he loves the sparrow. Remember that. Worry is the absence of faith. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Until we meet right here next Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m., be good to yourself and be good to others. God loves you and karma is real. Save Mother Earth. Peace and grace, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and grace. my show. Okay. All right.